Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we do invite you to call in to Calvary Live. Welcome, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. And you are tuned in to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado and so blessed to be with you for the next hour. And I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. As you just heard the number to call, 303-690-3000. And I encourage you, grab one of those lines early. Let's have a conversation about the Lord. Let's answer your questions that you might have that your Bible reading brought up. Uh, And uh, I just uh, also would invite you to to, uh, bring in and uh, give your prayer requests. We're here to pray for you. And it's so wonderful to be able to go to the Word of God uh, to get uh, truth, to get clarity and and understanding, and to be comforted, to be edified, to be built up. Uh, The Word of God is so precious. And so we'll go to the Word of God, and we're able to go to the throne of God in time of need, as Hebrews chapter 4 tells us, that we as children of God are able to do because of His incredible grace. And so we want to be able to do that. So if you got a prayer request as you're heading into the weekend, as perhaps there are some things that are heavy on your heart or you want to pray for a friend or a family member, please call in and we'll take the time to pray. So as you know the number, 303-690-3000, grab one of those open lines right now. It's best to grab it so you're not put on hold, but uh, we'll go through the phone um, lines and, and through the questions and try to get to your uh, question and prayer requests um, as we progress through the show. Uh, There is another means for you to be able to ask a question and to be able to give your prayer request. That's through a dedicated text line. And so uh, we want to uh, give you that number, and that's 720-336-0897. I would encourage you, if you're a regular listener to Calvary Live, to put those two numbers in your favorites, in your contacts. And uh, it's just easy to pull up uh, the call line, uh, 303-690-3000. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. And as we always encourage you, if you are texting, make sure that you're not driving and texting at the same time. Make sure you're in a safe place. And, uh, and we'll look at those as we progress through the show. I'll repeat those numbers as well. But I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners on this fall day. And got some snow coming for the mountains. And uh, already got one ski area open. And uh, it's a change of seasons, isn't it? And uh, we got a little bit of cloud activity, maybe a little bit of rain. But uh, we want to welcome you, those of you listening on 101.7 down in the Pueblo area, Fountain, Colorado Springs, and then 89.7 along the Front Range from Castle Rock, all through the metro area of Denver, and a powerful signal up here in northeast Colorado as uh, Boulder and Longmont and Fort Collins, Greeley, up in the southern Wyoming. Welcome. 
welcome, welcome. We welcome you who are listening in Laramie. Welcome you who are listening in Cheyenne and uh, in uh, Pine Cliffs and uh, Wyoming. And uh, so glad that you can be a part of the show. And as you go out east to Brush and and to uh, Fort Morgan and even out to Yuma, uh, way out there, Marino, uh, we welcome you, and and whether you're down in the metro area, you're coming home and uh, from school, or you're going to start making your way home in the evening uh, traffic, uh, you got a chance to give me a call. Give me a call, or if you're up here in the rural areas of uh, Weld County, Northeast Colorado, and uh, maybe driving the dirt roads, or perhaps up in the southern Wyoming, uh, we're so glad that we can minister to so many people. And those of us who are believers in Jesus Christ, uh, we have one thing in common. We have a love for him, and it brings us all together, and technology does. Uh, I want to welcome all those on the East Coast uh, listening in on Truth FM and on Hope FM uh, in uh, you know New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland and parts of North Carolina, Kentucky. We welcome you as well. If you're listening on your syndicated Christian uh, radio station, Hope and Truth FM, then you are a week delayed in the program. But you can call in at that call number at 303-690-3000 and be on the air, and then you get to listen uh, to the broadcast next week on your station. But we also have a lot of those online. The online listening audience is growing, and we have those from all around the country that are listening online on perhaps their uh, the the Grace FM app on their smartphones or tablets or the Grace FM uh, website. Uh, again, we just invite you to uh, to download those apps on your phone, the Grace FM app, and not only Calvary Live, but great, great Bible teaching uh, that takes place 24-7 uh, all during the week. And then also the web page you can pull up on your computer, put it in your favorites in your contacts as you can pull that up as well. But we got uh, somebody was, uh, we got a map of, of those who listen. Somebody from Columbia was listening in. And uh, so, you know, in South America, uh, Ukraine, uh, South Africa, uh, it's so cool to know that there's people from all over uh, the world that are tuned in. So if you're listening right now, welcome. And uh, we're so glad that you can be a part of the program today. So, hey, uh, we got open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And the dedicated text line, 720-336-0897, as we end the uh, uh, work week, the school week, as we're heading into the weekend. Give me a call. Let me know that you're here. Uh, Ask your questions. uh, Give your prayer requests. And that's what we desire to do. we are uh, also going to, as we have time, have the the text and the text some of the questions and uh, some of the the um, uh, prayer requests are already starting to come in. So I'm going to go to the text line while we wait for the phones to ring. And one text question that came in is, "How do we know the will of God in our lives?" And I think that's a question that we as pastors are always being asked: How do we know the will of God? Uh, in our lives? How do I know the will of God in my life? And primarily by the Word of God, because there are things in the Word of God uh, that tell us, you know, very precisely what the will of God is. Uh, For example, when you go to 1 Thessalonians, uh, I'll pull it up here. In 1 Thessalonians, uh, Paul tells us 
and chapter 5, I believe. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In chapter 4, he also says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. So we have these these commandments and precepts and truths that are given to us in God's Word, and we can know what the will of God is for our lives. But also, when there are decisions that need to be made, for example, do I buy this car? Do I buy this house? Do I take this job? Do I move to this city? Uh, do I continue in you know, this relationship? We want to know what the will of God is, and we have the Word of God to guide us and direct us in, in all of our areas of life. But also, I believe that the Lord desires to speak to us in that still, small voice. And uh, we need to go to him. And even as uh, in Isaiah chapter 30, a reference that I make oftentimes on this show, is when we need counsel, we go to him. And uh, as we go to him, uh, we are to wait on him. And he promises to be a voice behind us saying, this is you know, the way to walk. Go to the right, go to the left. And uh, he will speak to us. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 speaks of uh, the peace of God that rules in our hearts, and that word rule literally means in the Greek to make the call. It's like a baseball umpire. So the Lord desires to speak to us in that still, small voice, and I believe that as we continue in the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, and as we just draw close to Him, that He desires to speak to us, obviously through the Word, but then also in that still, small voice. And listen, if if he speaks to you in a still, small voice, then know that it will never, never contradict what the Word of God says for you. And so that's how we can know the will of God in our lives, just seeking him. And he desires, I believe, to guide us in every area of our lives. He wants to, to guide us in decisions that we have to make. He wants to guide us in um, how we raise our kids, all these things um, that he desires to give us direction and to bless and to have us know what it is that he wants us to do in our lives. And so uh, what a blessing it is as a Christian. Hey, we got a couple open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. That text line is 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live on this afternoon with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Greeley, and we're going to go to Amy in Westminster. Hi, Amy. Hi, Hi, Pastor. How are you? Um, Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling in. So I had a question. It's um, about the last chapter in Ezra where it talks about um, the improper marriages uh, marrying outside of um, the Israelites marrying outside of um, their nation. And right. um, my question being is, I know that God hates divorce, and right. why um, why he had them do that? I understand that they were unequally yoked, but um, I, I guess I'm a little bit confused by that. Yeah, and so what was happening after the children of Israel come back from the the captivity? Um, they had been in captivity for seventy years in um, in Babylon, and one of the things that got them really in trouble as a nation 
was because they were involved in idol worship. They were involved in false worship. And so they come back, um, and that threat is there once again. And I think it's because, um, you know, Ezra is, uh, you know, rebuking them. And, and I believe in Ezra chapter 10, it's been a little while since I read it, wasn't it that the leaders were also giving themselves over to foreign wives as well? I, I, I don't yeah, remember. I read it a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But. So I believe the priests were as well. And um, um, and so, you know, as you look at this, it, it is um, something that God hates divorce. Um, but I think what was happening, there was a greater problem was that these wives remained, uh, they refused to convert, they remained pagan, and there was a danger that they would go right back into their idol worship, and then it would have a devastating consequences on the nation once again. So that's the reasoning, I think, behind all that. Um, but okay. we know that as we go to the New Testament, and I think probably where part of your confusion is, is that when Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, he says that because a lot of the Corinthian believers were coming out of what? They were coming out of idolatry and paganism and all that. And he says to them that if you have an unbelieving spouse, you are to remain married, right? So yeah. that's what that's the New Testament commandment given to us. So we don't want anybody going away thinking, well, I have an unbelieving spouse so I can divorce them. That's not the will of God. Because we can go to First Corinthians chapter seven, and we can say and we can read that Paul says, if you have an unbelieving spouse that are willing to stay with you, then you're to keep your marriage vows. So at that time of Ezra, there was such a great danger of the leaders and of the others that had taken these pagan wives that the nation was going to be plunged right back into to idol worship, into paganism, and then as a result. Uh, it would be devastating on the nation. Okay, that's what I have for you. <laughs> it, okay. It's a tough, it's a tough, tough, um, you know, um, uh, you know, subject that is there, um, and the great problem that it would be. And you know, they were told, of course, the children of Israel don't marry, you know, into, you know, the Canaanites and those who worship the Canaanite gods. Separate yourself. And um, and so we see that, um, you know, it, it was a problem, and it ended up being uh, such a problem. So um, that's what I have. So, um, and hopefully, you know, it's, it's something that we can learn from and, and look at the implications of it. Definitely. Well, thank you. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate it. Your call. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. Some of the questions, you know, you just, um, you know, can be very, very difficult in what was going on. And um, they, um, you know, were told to do some very difficult things. So give me a call. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. The text number is 720-336-0897. We have all open lines. Love to hear that you're out there. And uh, and I do want to clarify again that, you know, Paul the Apostle, that question was asked 
uh, to the Corinthians, you know, if I have an unbelieving spouse, do I remain married? And um, and so uh, we know that Paul says that you are to remain married. Uh, Ezra chapter 9, verse 2, uh, speaking of Ezra, for they had taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons, so that the holy seed is mixed with the peoples of those land. Indeed, the hand of the leaders and rulers have been foremost in this trespass. So it was a very unfortunate thing that they had done. And when they came back, they should have learned their lesson. You know, Solomon, you think about Solomon, and Solomon who had a thousand wives and concubines. And Solomon is interesting because you think about him, he had the the wisdom of God. He, he was wise. People came from all over to hear his wisdom. Um, he sought the Lord early in his ministry. Uh, the Lord said, what is it that you know I, I can do for you, Solomon? And Solomon said, listen, uh, I am leader of this great nation. I don't know my coming in and my going out, and, and I need wisdom. And God was pleased at that and gave him great wisdom. And But yet wisdom is not only knowing the will and the Word of God, but it's having it worked out in your life. And even though Solomon had great wisdom to where people marveled and people came from all over, eventually what happened was is that he would um, forsake that godly wisdom, and he ended up marrying foreign wives, which would then begin to bring in foreign gods that they worship, and he ended up burning incense to those foreign gods. And that's what plunged uh, Israel into idol worship, you know, after the reigns of David and then Solomon, and then the nation split in the house of Israel, as you know, the ten northern tribes, they had, I believe, 19 kings, and all of them were idol worshipers. And then the house of Judah, and the prophets came along, as you go through those historical books, and warned them, and warned them, turn away, repent, but they would not do that. So the house of uh, Israel went off into captivity uh, in um, in about 722 B.C., by the, the mighty Assyrians. It was brutal. The Assyrians, they were ones that uh, they uh, put fish hooks in your mouth and they drug you off. And so they went off into captivity. And then eventually the house of Judah went after Manasseh uh, had reigned. And uh, we know that that took place, the first wave of captivity in about 605 BC. So after the 70 years of captivity, they came back and they continued um to, you know, commit the same sin. So uh, very unfortunate as we go through those books. Uh, 303-690-3000. Hey, give me a call. Um, This is your show. This is where you get to call in and ask your questions. Maybe you've been wanting to ask a question for a while. Maybe you have a prayer request. We're here to pray with you. But we do want to go to Terry and Greeley. Terry? Yes. Hi, Pastor. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Absolutely. I uh, I got a I got a question. I um, I got a prayer request. I, I've been putting it off for so long, thinking I could handle the problem myself. But it's and it's pornography. I'm good for a while, and then after a while, I I always re, I, I'll go back to it. I feel like the uh, dog returning to its vomit. Right. You know. I I. It's got because such a the, grip on me. It's got such a it, grip on me that I can't. Right. I, I just I've been putting it off to get help, and now I'm at a point where I just I need the power of God. And yeah, you do. And it does have a grip. It's destroying um, 
people's lives, um, Christians, families, um, marriages. It's a destroyer, and um, it's all around us. It's so easily accessible. Um, a touch of a button, you know, on our phones, on our tablets. It's 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 there, and um, and it can pull you in, and then your flesh wants to be fed and fed. It's it's like a fire, you know. Um, when I was in school. Uh, at CSU, and we learned about uh, forest fires and things like that going through a stand. A fire needs oxygen, it needs heat, and it needs fuel. And um, and the hotter that, you know, the more oxygen, heat, fuel, the hotter it burns, and that's the flesh. It just, it just wants more when we please our flesh. So it's a real key, first of all, to get the help and support that you need, first of all, by by you know going to the lord over and over day by day bit by bit and and um asking for prayer and being in fellowship where you can be accountable to some man being in a ministry here at Calvary Greeley on Monday nights we have a most excellent way for any type of of um you know addiction that that you might have and it's a support group to you know to be in the Word of God to receive prayer. And uh, Linda and Dan Jancic have been overseeing that ministry for years here. Um, but to also get rid of those means to that, you know, you pull up, uh, you know, on a phone, whatever. Jesus said that if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. He said if your hand causes you to sin, then cut it off. And he's not talking about bodily mutilation. He's talking about deal with it radically. And and there are sometimes where it gets to where the temptation is so bad that you got to get rid of those means. You know, I there are people that have to get rid of just TV because you turn on TV and you know all the seduction and and carnality that's on TV. But you got to get rid of those things and deal with it in a way to where um, the temptation is out of there. So there's a number of things to do. But what we're going to do right now, Terry, is we're going to pray for you. And um, and we're going to pray for um, just God's healing and for to be freed from, from this bondage. I, so, I feel like two different people, you know? Yeah. And, and I want to pursue the and I've asked the Lord, and I've asked the Lord, and I want to pursue righteousness, and it just, it's got such a grip. I just, mm-hmm. I need uh, I need to. Uh, the power of God to do it because I can't do it myself. No, you can't. And in, in none of, none of us, when it's dealing with the flesh, we can't. Our weapons are not carnal. You know, our our weapons are spiritual, and and we need to use the spiritual weapons, and that is renewing our minds with the Word of God, uh, to you know yield ourselves to Him and cry out to Him, and um, and you know. A good step is calling and asking for prayer, but continue to do that. Surround yourself with you can around some godly men. Um, be in fellowship. Be hearing the word. Be listening to praise music. Have a means to do that, and and you're going to see that as you are focusing more and more on the Lord, that all those things will begin to lose its grip on you. And of course, the healing power it has to be a work of the Spirit. Um, and we cannot have victory in the flesh. So, Father, I do pray for Terry. I pray that as he calls in honesty of uh, his struggle, that you would help him. And, Lord, um, 
I pray that you would free him from this bondage, the desire to look at what he shouldn't be, um, that he he knows that you hate this and that he would hate it more and more to where um, he would uh, not want to look at it, have the desire, free him, Lord, because it has such a grip on his mind and on his flesh. And Lord, I pray that he would have the support, that Lord, that you would just right now uh, heal him from, from the bondage that he's in, free him, because you are the one that frees us. Uh, we have a, a message of freedom that comes through you. And Lord, I pray that you would do supernaturally a work in his heart and in his mind, and uh, he would renew his mind with the, the Word of God, um, renew himself in, in the things of the Spirit. Uh, there would be a... Uh, a dealing with this radically in the practical ways that he needs to do. And, and Lord, that he would just um, listen to the praises of God, to the word of God, and Lord, just take him away from that darkness and, and the bondage that has a grip on him. Um, and Lord, just free him. We just ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And um, I'm grateful for your ministry, and I will pray. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. We'll be praying for you. All right. Hey, there's freedom in Christ. Keep looking to him. All right? Yep. Thank you. All right. You bet, brother. 303-690-3000. A little quiet today, but give me a call. Love to talk to you. We got all open lines as far as what I can see, and we got a dedicated text line. Love to talk to you uh, on the phone, but also um, be able to uh, pray with you and answer your questions. That dedicated text line is 720-336-0897 as we're waiting for the phones um, to ring and for you to uh, be on the air. I just want to uh, remind you that on Sunday we'll be here back in First Timothy on Sunday. It's been such a wonderful, wonderful study uh, at Calvary Chapel Greeley. We have three morning services at 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. And we'd love to have you uh, join us uh, and a wonderful time of worship. We got a very dynamic children's ministry. Uh, the kids love coming here. And, and if you have opportunity, bring your kids for them to learn about Jesus at their level. Bring them. It's a safe environment. And uh, there are teachers here who have been teaching for years that will love your kids, minister to them. We have nurseries and toddlers uh, and uh, we have uh, middle schoolers that meet. We have dynamic worship, uh, the teaching from the Word of God, and a great need is for us to be in the Word of God. So look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, for directions and further information. Lots going on during the week. As I mentioned, uh, we have Most Excellent Way on Monday nights uh, for an addiction ministry, but uh, other ministries that take place as well, men's studies and other studies during the week. Tonight we got young adults. Uh, if you're in the area and young adult and college age and in your 20s, uh, 7 o'clock here, it, the young adults meet. You're more than welcome to come to young adults. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, I believe we are getting close to our break here. And uh, so... Um, we're going to uh, continue with the phone calls uh, and as we go to break and uh, for love for you to be able to 
uh, get a hold of us and also the dedicated text line. I uh, just want to read something. Um, I just uh, it's encouragement. Pastor Jeff, I want to say thank you for your work in Christ um, and uh, just blessed by the messages. And I, I appreciate uh, whoever wrote that in. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, it's a encouragement. We all need to be encouraged in the things of the Lord. And it's such a privilege to be on Grace FM, our radio program, uh, Under the Fig Tree at 3.30, uh, to be able to, you know, live stream our services on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. So love to have you join us if that's the way for you to be able to do that. Hey, we're going to be right back, and uh, we got a couple open lines. So love for you to be able to call in, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back in about two minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley. So blessed to be with you on this Friday as we're ending the work week, the school week. And uh, for some of us, some of us have to work weekends and and uh, and we live in a culture, of course, where it seems like we're going 24-7. Some of you are working in the hospitals and working, you know, uh, in the nursing homes. You're working first responders. Whatever it is you do, we're so thankful for your labor. And God says in his word, it's good to work. And, and so um, we just want to be a blessing to you and so grateful to be with you. Uh, we have an open line, so I, I encourage you to give me a call at 303-690-3000. And as I always do on a Friday, I always encourage you, as I was kind of um, uh, mentioning this right before the break, uh, be in the house of God uh, wherever you're at. Find a church where you can belong to and find support and be blessed by. So important for us to be connected to other, other believers. I, I think about... Uh, here at Calvary Greeley, uh, the ladies are coming in, and they're going to be making or heating up chili and making chili for ladies' chili supper. And you know the smell of chili and cinnamon rolls and cornbread. Oh, it's so good! And, and then uh, tonight, the young adults meeting at seven, and then tomorrow, men's prayer at seven in the morning, and, and then uh, grief share. Uh, that takes place at 9 o'clock. Uh, there is a special grief share surviving the holidays here at Calvary Greeley. And as for anyone, um, that is just, as we go into the holiday season, it can be very, very um, difficult uh, during the holiday season in the grieving process you're going through. So this may be helpful to you, or if you know somebody, it'll be on November the 2nd, Saturday at 9 o'clock, in the morning here at the church, Calvary Chapel Greeley. Look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, for further information or call the church. And, and that may be helpful to somebody. So Surviving the Holidays Grief Share uh, here at 9 o'clock on November the 2nd. And uh, and if that's a blessing to you, uh, come. And, and uh, even if maybe there's somebody that's grieving, you can come with. And we're going to make sure you're welcome and blessed. Uh, I know it's October, and... 
you know, but the holidays are going to be on us here pretty soon in the next few weeks. So we wanted to get that out and uh, and let you know about that. Well, Michelle's been waiting on the phone. Michelle from Baltimore. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Pastor Jeff. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Good. Uh, how can we how can we minister to you? Well, I've listened to the Calvary Live and I'm just calling for two requests of prayers. One okay. is for my son and one for me. Okay. My son's birthday, my fraternal twins is Martia and Byron. Their birthday was October the seventh. And they turned 38 years old. And they come over to my house on their birthday, which was a blessing, because I haven't seen my children in a long time physically. And my son, when he come over, he sat down with me and we talked. But he's on prescription drugs because he injured himself on his construction-type job. And he's on addiction drugs, and he's he's an addict. And he had a young lady with him with a little boy. And they are living in a sinful, addictive behavior lifestyle. And he asked me could he get some mental help and get SSI some uh, some help because he's not speaking good and he's up and down with his addiction. And he asked me, for, he asked me for prescription drugs because I'm on prescription drugs, but I told him I don't, I don't enable him to get so we'll pray for your son in that area and then for you michelle that i can get a job you know rehabilitation services i'm waiting patiently for god to open the door for me to get a job so i can go back to work and get the doctors to give me injections and my right knee and my left shoulder and god give them wisdom the doctors wisdom on to follow up with me so i can go forward in ministry and church, I don't have something to do with my work with my hands and participate in church and use the ministry in church. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, I pray for Michelle, and I thank you that she called in. Um, I do pray, I lift up her son, um, that as she grieves for her son, for her children, and, and Lord, I pray that you would do a work in his heart of, of ministering to him, to to all her children. And Lord, that um, we know that drugs and uh, is, is just destroying the lives of our young people, of so many people, uh, young and old alike. And um, the, the immorality, all kinds of things that, that people struggle with. And so Lord, I pray that you would just, first of all, give Michelle the wisdom uh, to minister to her children, to her son. Um, Lord, I pray that you would take away the barriers that keep her son in, in bondage to sin, that you would open up his eyes spiritually, that you would um, soften his heart, and Lord, um, that you would draw him to yourself. And, and Lord, I pray that you give Michelle the words to speak to him, and Lord, uh, we pray that you would free her son um, from all these things and, and minister to uh, your truth and your love um, to all her children. Lord, I pray for Michelle. I just pray for her that the doors would open up for a job. Lord, the right job where she can get back to work. 
I pray that you bring physical healing to her, to her shoulder, and help her have the strength to be able to work. And Lord, I also pray as she loves you and is looking to you, that you would have ministry for her. Because you do. You desire to use us. Your word says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And Lord, whatever that is, that she would be able to serve you with joy. And and Lord, just continue to grow in her love uh, for you and in the word. So Lord, I pray for my precious sister here. She, she, um, Lord, um, desires to please you with her life. I pray that you would minister to her children, to her son, that she's asking prayer for, to show yourself strong on their behalf in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You bet, bet, Michelle. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we, you know, we need to keep praying for our children. We need to keep praying for those that we love. Keep praying and, and don't give up uh, because, uh, you know, the Lord hears. And pray for that prodigal. Uh, keep praying for them, um, lifting them up before the Lord. And, um, and I know it can be discouraging, but God can reach them. God can reach them. I just want to give you hope because I know that there are some that are listening out there. Maybe you want to prayer. Give me a call and and we'll pray for your children. We'll pray for your family or whoever it is. Uh, But don't give up praying. Uh, Always pray because there are times where we feel like, why should I pray? It it feels like, you know, nothing's happening. Just keep going to the Lord. Keep entrusting them to the Lord. And um, I just want to encourage you in that area. Um, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We got a couple open lines. And um, so uh, give me a call, and uh, we'll talk about the things of the Lord. And we are going to continue. I'm looking at my call screen, and let's go with Robert in Aurora. Hi, Robert. Good. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, this is just a question. We're studying um, the Book of Acts right now, and I'm with the Bible Studies Fellowship. It's an international uh, ministry but I attend Colorado Community Church right down the road from Calvary uh, Aurora. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the question I had was in, was in Acts 8-3, where Paul uh, went out house to house arresting uh, men and women and putting them in prison. Um, is there any historical writings on maybe what happened to uh, those who were put in prison? By by Saul, Saul before he was Paul. Is there any uh, writings writings anywhere, like Josephus or whoever uh, historically? Yeah, a good question, um, Robert. Because I I don't know of any. It doesn't mean that there isn't any. Mm -hmm. Um, And just for the sake of our listeners. as Robert is making reference to Acts chapter 8, verse 3, as for Saul he made havoc on the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. And so that word havoc, do you you know what that word means, uh, Robert, in the original language? Oh, not not in the original language. I, I don't, uh, um, um, just disruption yeah, or just, something like that? Yeah, it, it, it's explained here, havoc. It almost has the meaning of uh, a wild animal that's out of control, like a shark right. going after blood. 
and wow. and that's you know he was so zealous for his his religion for Judaism. So I don't know of any extra biblical references um, concerning uh, you know Saul of Tarsus, the Pharisee of Pharisee. Um, the only reference that I that I've known of is uh, I've heard of references of. Uh, Gamaliel, who was his tutor that taught Paul, and Paul was such a scholar, but it doesn't have anything to do with his persecution, um, Mm -hmm. that area. Uh, But, you know, it's interesting that Paul does write in the book of Romans that he was an insolent man. He was a violent, arrogant man. Um, I, I think that his persecution on the church weighed on him heavily. Uh, he, writes about in Romans chapter 15, I'm going to um, take a collection from those of Macedonia, and I'm going to go to Jerusalem. And it's interesting that he asked for prayer from the saints in Roman, in the Roman church to pray for him. There's, and he, he's really, he's saying that, um, that uh, in chapter 15, let me find it here very quickly, um, that he says, I beg you that you strive together with me in, in prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe, and that my service in Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. I think Paul, when he went to Jerusalem, you think about it, Robert, how difficult it must have been for him to sit amongst the believers there, because he could be looking at that widow or that wife, that their husband or, you know, those who had family members that were committed to prison uh, because he was a violently arrogant man. Um, He said he was a waster of the church is what he calls himself. Um, And so, um, yeah, that's, that's, I, I think that Paul, he goes on to say in Philippians, forgetting those things which are behind pressing forward to those things which are ahead. It isn't like Paul just forgot about it, but he, he was very sensitive to the church at, in Jerusalem uh, because of that. And so... Great. That's, uh, that, sounds pretty, that sounds really good to know that he was um, cognizant of uh, the things that he, was, that he had done before he was Paul. And that's, yeah. that's, that's Romans 15, right? Yeah, Romans chapter 15, he, he okay. talks about that, um, you know, that my ministry, he talks about in Romans um, 8, I believe, that, you know, he uh, was an insolent man. I believe in actually First Timothy, and I'm kind of going to the top of my head, so I apologize a little bit for that, um, but he talks about um, that, you know, the glorious gospel. Oh, he says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, here's another reference for you. Um, He says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it uh, ignorantly in unbelief. And he goes on to say that the grace of our Lord Jesus, exceedingly, exceedingly abundant with faith, and love which you are in Christ Jesus. And then he says something very important. He says, and this is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. Mm -hmm. 
when Paul says that, a lot of times that's just taken, verse 15, um, that Paul called himself the chiefest of sinners. He calls himself the chiefest of sinners, not because he had some deep, dark sin going on in his life when he wrote First Timothy. He's referring back to before he you know, was converted and how he was an insolent man. And he just marveled at the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that he would choose me to give this glorious gospel that I've been entrusted with. He says that back in verse 11. And I think that's why, Robert, he was such a champion of grace. He was a champion of grace because he realized how much he had been forgiven. And um, so, you know, those are things that kind of ponder as you go through his writings and, um, and, you know, how he he admits how much of a sinner that he was, but then he marveled at the forgiveness and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Hey, uh, thank you for the answer. I was Because I was just discussing it with a friend of mine, and he said, what happened to those people? And uh, there's no uh, true explanation. They could have been in there for years. Uh, right. uh, you know, but we don't know. But because of... Uh, so he's probably was aware of the things that he had done in the past, and he right. was uh, cognizant of that, and, and he was just thankful to the Lord for his mercy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, if you ever do find anything, Robert, call and let me know, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for calling. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. 303-690-3000. still got some time, but let's go to Dan and Loveland. Hi, Dan. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Good. Uh, I got a question with, uh, so I'll preface it a little bit. You know, Peter denied the Lord three times. He went his own way. Uh, Jesus came back, and Peter recognized him from where he was fishing on a boat about 300 feet away. He abandoned the boat and the fish, the nets, everything, jumped in the water and and swam to the Lord, right? Um, right. And they had a conversation around a campfire with food, and the Lord asked him three times, and the conversation's recorded, that he asked him three times, do you love me, or do you agape me? And he started, and he ended up with, do you phileo me, because that's what Peter would say is, yes, Lord, I phileo you. Now, I say all that because I I know Peter abandoned everything he had and swam to get to the Lord. But is it did he say I phileo you because he felt guilty, or because he knew he could not achieve agape love? Well, I I I think you're kinda on the right track there because he does. Do you love me? And he uses that word phileo, which is brotherly, right? And right. Um, he he slightly changed the question. Um, hey, do you do you have brotherly love, a, a friendly devotion to me? Um, and I think that perhaps as Peter's answer was what you know all things, you know that I love you. I think Peter was saying that in his humility, uh, perhaps that. Uh, I, I I don't want to boast and say, oh, I, I love you with agape love. Um, he's going, Lord, you know my heart. You know my heart. And um, and I think that 
he's going, I, I do love you. I have affection for you. Whether I can honestly say I have agape love, um, he understood that Jesus knew him better than he knew himself. Lord, you, you know all, all things. Um, you know, Jesus didn't ask Peter, are you sorry? Will you promise never to do that again? Jesus challenged him in his love, and I think that we get challenged in that way as well. You know, do you love me? Do you really love me? And I think that's a quite a you know uh, a question to ask. Do we really love the Lord with agape love? And, and Peter is saying, in honesty of my heart, I'm not going to boast because what did he do before he denied the Lord? He's boasting, right? He he's times, boasting. Right? Yeah, he's boasting and saying, I'll never deny you. I'll die for you. And 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 we know that he, he failed miserably. So I think he's being a little bit careful here. And Lord, you know all things. And um, yeah. and we can say that Peter did have a deep love for the Lord, um, and he was used mightily um, after he was commissioned. It, it just speaks also of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, he didn't give up on Peter. He didn't, you know, he told Peter, I will make you a fisher of men. And it reminds me so much of what Paul writes, that being confident of this very thing, that he's begun a good work in us, will bring it to completion. And so even when we wrestle with our love for him, he doesn't give up with us, you know. He he still uses us and works with us to bring us into a deeper love for him. Gotcha. So he's finally bringing it home that Peter learned his lesson. (laughs) Yeah. In a way, I think so. In a way, I think he's just, you know, Peter's just being careful. And, um, you know, it's interesting, Dan, you know, a few days after this, Peter speaks as he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, he speaks on the day of Pentecost with great, great power and speaking the Word of God and used mightily in the church. And uh, just, it just, I'm so thankful that the Lord doesn't give up on us. Me too. Amen. Me too. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you calling. All righty. All right, we still got some time. If you want to get a quick call in, 303-690-3000, but let's go to Rudy in Denver. Hello? Hi, Rudy. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Rudy? You. I'm good. good. Thank you. I'm asking for, uh, for prayer. My wife's going to be leaving out of town, and... uh you know, when she's around, I'm 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 her man to look out for her. I need a good man upstairs to keep a close eye out on my wife, which I adore and love so much. Yeah, There's absolutely. Only... And I, 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 also I, kind of, I didn't I didn't really tell it to the producer that answered the call, but I I need prayer for myself because I'm gonna be alone and you know in this relationship, I'm the one who's done a lot of changing of my life, and I you know ask for strength to you know keep my mind right and not straying to drinking or, you know, looking to doing drugs or something like that. I mean, I have a strong doubt in my mind, but that temptation is there, you know, especially Rudy, with her. And... We're going to pray for you. You stay close to the Lord, all right? Yes, yes, yes. Make okay. the church on Sunday. Thank you. You remember, that's what the Lord's telling you, and that's what old Pastor Jeff is telling you. Stay close to the Lord, and don't give in to it, you know, and um, we're going to pray for you. And you keep in the word, keep listening to praise music, whatever you need to do. But, you know, just stay away from those temptations. So, Father, I pray for Rudy. 
he's praying for his wife. His wife's going um, traveling, and it's always hard when our wives leave because we care for them, we love them, and uh, so the Lord put a hedge of protection around her, uh, keep her safe, Lord, and bring her back safely to Rudy. And Lord, I also pray for him. I pray that as he finds himself at home, that um, that he wouldn't give in to the temptation of the idleness of 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 anything. And Lord, that he would isolate himself from that. He would be in, in a good place, a place of protection, uh, a place where he can be encouraged, and a place where, Lord, that um, that you keep him strong. So, Lord, I pray for that, and I just pray that um, that he would remember that he is called to be the head of his wife and his family, and he needs you. We all need you in that. And the world comes crashing in and barging into our lives. So, Lord, I pray that you would just um, guard his heart and that he would set his mind on you. And, Lord, that uh, you would bring that protection that he needs. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was beautiful. Absolutely, Rudy. Stay close to the people of God. Okay. I will. I will. All right. Bye-bye. You know, know, the world comes at us, and there can be so much temptation, so much... um, of, um, you know, the world that comes at us. And that's why it's so important that we surround ourselves with Christians. And and Rudy was um, talking about a principle that can happen. One of the tactics of the enemy is to try to isolate it uh, and, you know, for us to be alone and away from other believers, uh, away from the church, uh, away from the Word of God. That's why every day, hey, be in your Bible be listening to praise music, renew your mind uh, with the Word of God, with the Spirit of God, be with other believers that are going to be there that you can call and say, hey, can you know we go out to coffee or I just need prayer or you have fellowship. And uh, that's one of the things that I've been stressing a little bit on the radio here because the world is mean out there. It is so mean and it is so difficult. And so we need to be in that place of safety, in that place of encouragement and being built up. So, you know, I want to encourage you to, again, just be in a place of fellowship with other believers, you know, be serving the Lord, um, use your gifts that he has for you, um, stay close, go to prayer meetings, do what you can to, to you know, um, be in the house of God, and that's important for us, especially as we see the day approaching. That's what the writer of Hebrews declares: "Don't forsake the assembly of ourselves." As we see, um, as in the manner of some, he would say, some were isolating themselves from fellowship. And one of the things that we talked about uh, last Sunday in First Timothy, that as Paul's instructing Timothy on, you know, the church in. Um, he, in chapter 5, begins to tell them about how to treat one another. And he uses terms of father and uh, mothers and, you know, sisters and brothers and how you treat each other with respect, uh, building each other up. Those are very important, and it's important for us to be a part of the family of God. Family is very important. And I know that perhaps that some of you may be listening that, the idea of family um, brings up negative thoughts because of the difficulties and trials you've been through, and I'm so sorry for that. 
but even the thought of a church being or believers of family because you've been hurt. And so be in the family of God where there is blessing and benefit, where people can love you and encourage you and pray for you and support you. And, um, and, and I just want to give that exhortation to you who are listening. Um, there are many wonderful churches that are out there. And uh, be in a church that is committed to teaching the Word of God and committed to, to you know, blessing and uh, the brethren and being a benefit and where you can be uh, one that you uh, are in that place of, uh, of where you can be with other brothers and sisters. So I want to encourage you in that, especially as we are getting towards the holiday season coming up here. Uh, we can be alone, Um, we can get isolated, and that's when we can fall to the temptations of the enemy. That is one of the tactics of the enemy. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul says, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Don't be ignorant, and he will try to isolate you and tell you that you don't need to be at church. It's not important. It is important. It's not that you know, God's going to love you more, or if you're not in church, you lose your salvation. Not at all, but there's wisdom in that. So please be in church, your family, be in a church that that will love you and feed you and encourage you in every way. Keep listening to Christian Radio. Uh, keep listening to Calvary Live. Thank you today for everybody that's called in. God bless you. And uh, looking forward to when we talk to you next time. Have a great weekend and stay close to Jesus. And, uh, and you're going to see that he's going to show himself strong on your behalf. God bless you, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.